Welcome back, Bulls Nation. This is the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much, Derek. I'm just, I'm looking at this news. Can't wait to get into this, uh, what's been going on with the Bulls. But, you know, I was uh, looking at something, like, that I saw with Otto Porter Jr. getting signed (laughs) to a contract, and I just couldn't help but smile that somebody else got suckered into giving him a contract besides us. <laughs> so that just made me chuckle for just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, our, our good buddy Otto Porter is on his way to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be a better fit there because they won't be looking at him to really do much, but <laughs> come off the bench and hit a couple threes every now and then. <laughs> But, like, I'm looking at their situation. I'm like, are, are, you, are we sure? Because, you know, are they going to, ne- like, necessarily have Clayback and uh, Ubre? Like, I would think that they, like, and Wiggins. I thought that they were trying to move Wiggins for, for something. Um, I think Clay should be back and far as uber I, th- I think he's a free agent still that's what i was I thinking know. like are they actually like looking to rely on him for actual playing time because you know he doesn't really play <laughs> <laughs> like like we, we're seeing this right now with Kawhi leonard who's essentially getting another contract to not play this season um, we see it with uh, Kevin Durant when he came back from his injury. He was he wasn't ready to play. So, are we seeing that on just a smaller scale with with uh, with Otto Porter Jr. going to be paid <laughs> not to play? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll enjoy himself out in uh, San Francisco, their nightlife and clubs. <laughs> yeah, we know he has a thing for that. That's what he is getting paid for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm real excited about these moves that the Bulls have made. Um, but I still have some question marks. So I'll let us just go ahead and do your thing, get us started. All right. Well, the first new addition would be who the Bulls drafted with the number 38 pick, Ayu Desamo. How you feeling about? That draft pick. Um, well, I haven't been one to actually look at a a lot of college basketball since like the Vince Carter days. Like those are the the last time that I've really been interested in like actually following college basketball or having a team to actually like root for. But after like just reading about the things that his coaches were saying about him about the drive that he has, about his coachability. Um, those were things that I'm, I was really interested in, especially for a guy who comes in um, being drafted in the second round, but having first round talent. And uh, I think that's what I, I heard from a lot of people. 
um, who really dive into college sports and, and break these players down was that this this guy actually has first round talent and that it was shocking to, for the Bulls to actually reach him in the second round. And initially also, you know, the Bulls had had him in uh, previously and and they loved what they they heard from the kid and everything about him was just something that they felt like it would be a tremendous asset to the team. But they didn't think that he was ever going to be they were ever going to be in that position to actually draft him um, in the second round. They, they just clearly they thought that other teams would have would have taken him sooner. So the very fact that he fell into the bull's lap is, is you know, a, is a great thing. But I, I love everything that you read about this guy as far as um, his versatility. Um, he scores the ball. Like, I think, didn't he win the, um, the award for the best point guard in the nation? I believe so. So um, you have a guy with that pedigree coming in. His scoring stood out to me, you know, scoring 20 points a game. Uh, he shot the ball extremely well in college, uh, which is something that you figure is going to translate over. And um, the fact that he, he he was their primary scorer, but he also got a good amount of assists. I think he averaged like like five and a half assists per game. And that was just something that really stood out to me because looking at this, the way this Bulls team uh, was crafted and what they're bringing in from from last year, you don't have a lot of guys who can really, um, you know, break down a defense or make plays for other guys. And uh, those are some traits that I'm really excited about, um, especially, again, going back to him being a second round draft pick and him having a chip on his shoulder, but not necessarily, you know, telling teams, I'm going to prove it to the world. Like, you all really messed up by not taking me. It's It's just – you know, from from listening to what the coach, his coach said, he's going to take it and just internalize it and just use it to get better. And that, that's one thing you saw with the stats that he put up in college is going back. Um, you know, he didn't really have that great of a, a freshman year, but every single every single year from then on to his junior year, you saw the work ethic and you saw the um, his abilities just just get a lot better so those are the things that really stood out to me like you can't have enough guys on your team who can score and who can set up their teammates and is rebounding so like there's nothing bad that i have to say about this pick i was surprised that people were looking at another um college player um i think his name was cooper sharif yeah cooper and you know i saw highlights of the guy but i was like no, nah, I don't see that working in the next level in the NBA. Uh, I think a lot of people get caught up in seeing these smaller guards come in and play like a, a Steph or like a um, a Trey. A Trey. Um, and they think that that guy was capable of doing that. But what they don't understand is that those guys that were mentioned had incredible um, shooting abilities. Nowhere on – on any of the, the draft makeups that I saw, did anybody say anything about Cooper's ability to actually score from long distance? I, I think when you have a guy like Trey and Steph who can put so much bend on the defense and just get them out of sync by being able to launch from, from 40, 40 feet, 
Like that's something that defenses have to worry about. But like all of that, all of that, his ball skills and everything, I, I could see that that being something that might be elite, but I could also see something like someone like him because of his stature, just not really making it in the league. I mean, we have too many examples of small point guards who don't make it in the league. Like, I don't know, like Sebastian Telfair and uh, Yogi Ferrell. Like a lot of these guys, they come and go. So, yeah, I was happy that they got somebody who they could, not just his abilities coming out of college, but just the ability to come in and plug him into the system right away and have an impact. Right. I definitely agree with you. Um, definitely what stood out to me because I really don't watch much college basketball either. But seeing, like what you said, where there, people are commenting and saying that we got first-round talent and a second-round pick. And some of those people saying that were Stacey King and Kendall Gill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, guys that play basketball and can recognize talent and a fit for a team. And they were the ones to say, yeah, he, he should have been in the first round. He has first-round talent, and we got him in the second round with the 38th pick. That's kind of like I would say when we drafted Jimmy Butler 30th. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely definitely see him being – he's going to be a good fit. Um, he's from Chicago. Uh, Chicago guys play. They play with a chip on their shoulder. And they're, they're gritty. And, you know, they do all the little things that you want a player to do for your team. And – Another thing was I saw where he was the most clutch player in college basketball. Yeah, when I was uh, – sorry, not to cut you off, but when I was going back and looking at his highlights, those were some things that stood out to me too. Like every single time they needed a bucket or they needed somebody to make a play, and it was crunch time. He was just consistently showing up, making that big shot or making some kind of play that – um you know, helped his team win the game. So a lot of that, a lot of his, his stuff that he, the tape that he put out in college last year was very impressive. Yeah. I think that's going to be a huge thing. Um, some people really don't expect him to play, but I think, I think he'll get some time initially. Um, since Kobe is going to miss maybe what the first month of the season. Yeah. I just think that, that he can Kobe's role until he comes back. Plus, like, the good thing is that with um, the other signings that the Bulls had, like, I, I thought from what we saw last year, and even people were saying that in, in Donovan's past, he likes to play a lot of three-guard lineups. Right. And um, you look at, you know, he's a six-foot, I think six-foot-five yep. uh, guard, but he has a six-foot-ten w- wingspan. So yes. you can you can definitely put him on some some other wings too that you might be playing up against, and the guy's just a sponge like that. That's what his his coaches just uh, kept kept bringing to the forefront. So I'm excited about the pick. I to pick two, um, but the excitement doesn't stop there because. On the first day of free agency, we worked a trade. Um, we were sending out Tomas Sadaransky and um, 
Gary Temple for Lonzo Ball. Yes. Yes. Um, I can't say enough. Like, I get anybody who's like seen anything that I posted on Twitter might be saying that I might be talking out both sides of my mouth with what I'm about to say. Because uh, I, I did not necessarily have like great things to say about Lonzo Ball in the sense of how much money the Bulls, like it was talking about the Bulls needing to put up to actually get him signed. Um, first of all, I want to say that it's great for uh, what Acme was able to put together in terms of being able to go from Archie and and Sadaransky to Lonzo Ball. Like you you have a, a guy who's a first round talent. Um, you look at Sato. Sato, as much as I like Sato, uh, was never really consistent. You never knew what you were going to get from him from game to game. And at least now we know that the Bulls have a legit, legitimate point guard that they can put out there who can run the offense. Now, my question was, well, first of all, I, I should say, like, what I was thinking before, when I was looking at all this excitement, like, people were saying, oh, we're going to get Lonzo, we're going to get – or we're going to get the uh, 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 ball, we're going to get ball, Lonzo ball, Lonzo ball, Lonzo ball. I kept thinking, were they talking – like, are they thinking they're getting Lamelo? Like, <laughs> I couldn't understand the excitement that people were talking about uh, just from an individual standpoint, and I, I hate to play this game of, um, you know, name your point guard, so to speak, but I was thinking how many great to good point guards do you have to go down a list of until you get to Lonzo Ball's name? And then I thought to myself, with the amount of money that they're going to be having to sign over to get ball on board, is that going to impact them from being able to add other players within the mark within the market who can address some of the other issues that they have as a team, like at the wing position and um, you know the forward position? Um, but I, I looked at what people were saying about his ability to guard around the perimeter. Um, his ability to push the ball in transition and um, his improved shooting. Like those things you you can't, you know, look past. But I I will say that people need to kind of take a step back when they're talking about his improved shooting because lifetime, and I'm just going off the stats, lifetime, he's a career 39% shooter in the NBA. Now, people were talking about his three-point shooting, which went up to 38%. My problem was is that his field goal percentage was 41%. So if you're telling me that you're hitting 38% of your threes, but you're only hitting 41% overall, that's making me question your ability in your mid-range game and questioning your ability in finishing around the basket. Um, I think that with the acquisition of ball, it can help some some other matters ahead as far as getting them into the offense quicker. Um, I don't know about how vocal of a 
point guard that Lonzo is because from what I was hearing coming out from the Pelicans, they were saying that, you know, he's not a guy that really does a lot of talking on the court. And I think that that's definitely something that's going to have to change, not just for him, but with uh, this Bulls team as far as being able to make sure that they're taking advantage of whatever mismatches there are on the floor and really uh, communicating those mismatches out. I think it's a positive if Markkanen stays with this team, that he will actually have a, a credible point guard who can kind of slow things down for him and get him into spots that he's comfortable with. I don't want to say, like, I was saying a lot of negative things about Lonzo, but when I looked at it, I was like, you know, he does answer a lot of questions as far as, like, what the Bulls have had um, from that point guard position. And I'm still skeptical about Lonzo and him being the right fit on the team, Uh, especially, like, with people focusing on him being great in transition. And I don't think this Bulls team – necessarily is going to be a team that needs to score in transition. I think primarily they need to be able to score in the half court by getting Booch the ball down low and just running their their offense around him and making things easier for uh, Levine to be able to create on the outside. I don't know how he's going to work in that type of scenario. But, you know, the one thing I can say is that this regime that the Bulls has is a lot better than Gar Packs. <laughs> That's By an understatement. Every, yes, it's a, it's a true understatement. By every possible uh, means that you could be looking at, they are light years ahead of what Gar Packs did in their time period with this Bulls team. So, you know, there are some negatives that I thought of, but there were also some, some positives. And I think if you can identify Lonzo and as that kind of guy who's going to project to getting even better, um, I think you have to take that risk. Yeah. Um, and AK, we trust, man. Um, yeah. They they wanted to get Lonzo at the trade deadline last season and couldn't work it out. So that's been their guy all along. Um, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Lonzo either, but – Looking at it, it's, it's like 50% of that was his dad running his mouth when he came into the league. <laughs> but he's kind of like taking a back seat, so you don't really hear from LeVar anymore. And then like the other 50% was I didn't really think he was that good. and But, you know, he, he's made a huge improvement um, each year. Uh, you said like he he shot thirty eight percent from three last year. Uh, uh, do you want better? He made more threes last year than Trey Young, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, Seth Curry, and LeBron James. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> Especially that, for somebody that was <laughs> a shooter when they came in. Who is who is shooting behind their head? You yeah, know, he changed the swarm. He yeah, changed the swarm from that. And, and to be able to accomplish that in such a short amount of time does speak to his work ethic. Um, the only thing, like I, like, I go back to what you were saying, like thinking about how good he was. I'm just going off of, like, the Lakers teammate that was there before. Well, it wasn't his teammate, but the Lakers point guard that was there before. 
um, D'Angelo Russell, who I don't think that is that great of a point guard. But, <laughs> right. you know, he turned himself into a serviceable point guard and a, and a fairly decent player. Um, and I think about the guy who was taking after Alonzo in De'Aaron Fox. And that guy, you know, I know people, a lot of people might not be familiar with his game, but that guy's killing it in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and and even like before they became a professional, um, you know, he he had a matchup with with Lonzo that he just he took him to task, just to be honest. Um, so that's where I, I'm also thinking back to what I said before, just comparing him with his peers. Like where where do you think he's going to stand out? That's going to be like the most significant for this Bulls team. I think he's going to be great. All around, um, just for the fact that, I mean, he's still young. He's only 23 years old, and he's gotten better each year in the league. And now you're pairing him with somebody like Zach, who, you know, can shoot the lights out. You got Vucevic down low. So that already gives him, I would say, a better list of players that he's playing next to than what he had in New Orleans. Yep. And that it's just going better. He's a good defender. Um, we've seen Zach's made improvement on the defensive end, but now he's got somebody back there that can also help take defensive pressure off of Zach and let him do what he does best in that score. Um, like I said, his three-point shooting has gone up, so we should be pretty confident that he can knock down. I would think. Yeah, I mean, he'll he's, you know, I think like like Zion is an incredible talent, but he's not a, a proven low post big man that's you know can score at all three levels like uh, Vooch can. Right. Like he should be able to get like three or four assists easily just getting the ball to Vooch in the low post, um, and and hitting him in the right angles that's going to make it easier for him for uh, Vooch to score. So um, I, I think, you know, it, it's a – when you have, like, the improved defense of Zach, because Zach, you know, f- for those people who've been paying attention or haven't been paying attention in the Olympics, Zach has been, like, one of their <laughs> best defensive guys on the team and not, <laughs> like, saying that, oh, the rest of those guys suck, but Zach is the one who's, like, getting – picking up guys full court and like putting pressure on the ball, causing turnovers, um, just being really active on the defensive end. So I think when you have that, when you have um, uh, Zoe, who was also good defensively, and you have um, um, Williams, who is uh, improving, will be improving on that. And we know that he was guarding the, the best player on each team on a daily basis. I think that that's a, a good defensive core that could uh, really help this Bulls team that was many times lost. Yeah. Like you, you saw it like in games, like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. like, is Bowling still calling the plays back there? But, um, yeah. So I, I think when you take those traits all together, I think that that should have a solid impact for this team. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I think he'll find Vucevic, like, 
immediately coming out of games where he'll just be, you know, four or five times a night where he's just making some type of pass to Vucevic for a score. Um, no, you, you said the Pelicans said he really doesn't talk that much on the court, but I don't think it would be the same thing in Chicago just for the fact that him and Zach have that UCLA connection. And, you know, the reports are that Zach is ecstatic that Lonzo's on the Bulls, and that's also huge in making sure that we secure a extension for Zach when the time comes. Yes. I think, like, this move, if you can take whatever move you can and, like, work it out so that you can build a team around Zach and make it that much more appealing for him to come back to this team, I, I don't think that Zach is going to really go anywhere because he said that he loves playing in Chicago and, you know, Chicago can offer him the most money. Um, so, yeah, if you can, like, keep Zach happy because Zach has been great. I don't think that really – People, it, I think people are just now understanding how good of a player Levine is. And the, the people in Chicago are just now starting to appreciate the amount of work that he's put into his game um, and becoming that guy. Like, you know, it's not Zach's fault that this team hasn't accelerated as quickly as it should have been. It's you know, when you're fighting against a, a, a poorly put together roster, draft picks that haven't panned out and, um, you know, a front office that doesn't know what they're doing, you know, it's very hard to overcome that um, unless you're just the elite of the elite. And even though I think that Zach is an elite player, <coughs> like, you know, there is a lot of great players that never really materialize in anything because the front office, their teammates are just holding them back. I think that this pairing gives, gives a comfort zone for Zach to know that he actually has guys who can go out there and will go out there and compete and, and do their job accordingly. Right. Um, I definitely want to touch on, you know, a son and Alex Caruso as well. But this is like first ever uh, news being broken during the podcast. Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports just reported that the Chicago Bulls are close to reaching an agreement with DeMar DeRozan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. DeMar DeRozan is the guy that I looked at that I was like, man, if the Bulls could like get the uh, Rosen and like, you know, just upgrade their point guard. Like that would be great. And then by upgrade, I meant like get, you know, maybe like a TJ McConnell so that, you know, as much as we love Archie to death, Archie and shouldn't have been seeing the floor. Sam's just now says that the San Antonio Spurs are finalizing sending DeMar Rosen to the Chicago Bulls for Thad Young, a future first round pick and two second round picks. Are you kidding me? We still have Laurie marketing. You know what? And you know, that <laughs> might sound like a bad thing. Um, but I will say that marketing is as much as I, I'm like, he can't be like your primary score. You still need a guy who has some size, a guy who, you know, can rebound a ball. And 
more than anything, a guy who can who can knock down a shot from long distance. I think that with having Zoe on this team, it's not going to like like it'll it'll allow marketing to find his way. Like um, I think that when we looked at marketing's play, he he was comfortable being that man when it was just himself and Zach was recovering. I think he lost his way when Zach came back and it was like, oh, well, not only is Zach a good player, but oh, wow, Zach's actually a great player. So where do I find myself in in the confines of this offense? And then for for Kobe to come in and have the – he despite what we – what people have said about Kobe, Kobe has some general success scoring the ball um, early on and it carried over into last year too. So it's just, and also with trying to figure out how Wendell Carter's game was going to, to gel together between, between all of them. They didn't really have that point guard who could actually get things moving and like help facilitate where people should go and what their spot should be. I think that Lonzo being there like really solves a lot of the issues that the Bulls had going forward. And now you add another athletic player. So we have Levine, we have uh, Williams, and now we have DeRozan. That's a pretty formidable uh, group of athletic guys to be working with. And then you, you have you know, Ao coming off the bench. You have um, Caruso coming in. Caruso is a forty per- percent uh, three point shooter, if I'm not mistaken, from from last year. So, like, it's a lot of positives that are going on with this Bulls team right now. I just, I'm so excited. I can't believe they got Demar Derozan. That man, that- I, I, <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Alex Caruso before we talked about. You know, I heard that. The Bulls are trying to sign and trade Laurie for DeRozan, and then this breaks. And so, I mean, think about what they just did. And I, like, I don't know what kind of like, because I'm looking at these contracts, and I'm like, the the stupid money that's being given out. Like, how are like the the Heat able to like give uh, Jimmy like a ridiculous contract? Give Duncan a ridiculous contract? And give uh, Lowry a ridiculous contract too. Like, how is that? How are those money issues being worked out? I don't understand the cap when I'm seeing all this stuff going up. <laughs> and also, Bam is on a pretty big contract. <laughs> but oh man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but looking at the fact that you think about what this team had, so let's break this down. We somehow got rid of Otto Porter, Sadaransky, and Archie, and Thad. Okay, Thad is not somebody that we should lose, we should think of as a loss that's to be taken likely. But you turn that into a, a Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um, people are, are, you know, we're hating on uh, the whole entire um, – pickup of uh what's his face the point guard the, the, caruso and also a second round draft pick that has first round talent like how do you make that work i mean gar packs would never make that happen no 
No. That pick would have been sold for like a couple of a couple million or something, something ridiculous like that. And uh, we would be signing like Zach Collins. That would be our <laughs> our main um, free agent that we picked up, or Wayne Ellington. <laughs> oh man! I, I, wow. Um, I don't necessarily know if this means that Laurie is still staying, though. Well. What I do mean is, like, if Laurie stays, he still has some value that he can attribute to this team. Because I don't think that Semenovic is ready right now as far as being, you know, your power forward. Well, a power forward that you can count on coming out and actually playing significant minutes for this team right now. It would be nice if he was. um, Like, he becomes that guy off the bench, but... So now, like, <laughs> that's that crazy. Mean? I totally forgot about him. <laughs> and he's supposed to be the Lori replacement. Yes. So if you can, like, hold on to Lori until this guy develops, I mean, I'm saying, like, that's not a bad thing for the Bulls to have right now. Right. I, I definitely agree. But I don't know. I, I think that they're going to flip Lori for somebody. You think? I, I think that Lori will be flipped. Um, wow. I, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, P. Will, Vucevic starting lineup. Now tell me something. Because, <laughs> like, people have been, like, saying, um, like, when they looked at this trade for the um, – the Bulls, like I heard numerous people being like, well, why give Lonzo um, that kind of money? This isn't going to help their team. Or oh. it'll, only, it'll, it'll only get them to the eighth, to like the eighth spot. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if this team didn't make the playoffs last year, getting into the playoffs, that would be a win or showing some type of progress. I don't think that some of those teams who actually made it in with what they've put together right now are going to be able to contend with this roster. Cause I'm looking at the fact that the Knicks didn't get better. They got worse. Right. Um, Indiana was in two, weren't they? Or were they in the play-in game? Uh, did, did they get into the play-in game? I thought they might've gotten into the play-in game and then they just, they got bounced. That sounds about right. Um, so I'm looking at the fact of, uh, of course, Philadelphia and and the Nets are going to be up there. You know, as far as like one, two, or one, or 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 one and three, or two and three. But even like with Philadelphia's situation, you don't know what's going to happen with that because they're trying to get rid of um, uh, your boy Ben Simmons. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and like with the Nets, I'm looking at their situation, and yes, they have, um, you know, three of the best scores in the league, but they have no interior defense. Um, they don't have a big man that scares anybody, and uh, defensively, also, like as many points as they put up, they gave out or gave up just as also as many as well 
And then I'm looking at the whole entire Trey Young situation. I'm thinking, okay, he's just signed his big contract. You have Clint Capella, uh, who has a, a pretty good sized contract. John Collins, who you're going to need to resign or just let him go. But w- what are they going to be doing to bring him in? So I, I think a lot of the, the teams that made it into the playoffs were able to take advantage of the fact that a lot of these teams who you might have thought uh, would make it got hurt. Even like I'm looking at the bull situation, everybody's like, oh, what kind of team is this? And I'm like, well, we don't know what kind of team this is because Zach and, and Booch, like how many games did they play together? It's, uh, like a, it's like a handful, right? Yeah, it wasn't a lot because Zach had, what, twisted his ankle, then he got COVID. Yeah. So I think, you know, the you, they've really opened themselves up to like actually getting into not just the playoffs, but actually having a, a pretty good seating. Yeah, that they've added to their roster. I I think we're contenders in the East now. But you know the fun the thing that came to my mind when I heard people actually like questioning the Bulls' moves is the fact that they were actually talking about the Bulls. (laughs) Like, when is the last time that people have been talking about the Bulls? Um, when Jordan. Oh no, I'm sorry, not. When Rose is playing. Yeah. And then we haven't even discussed the uh, trajectory that this, the front office sees with uh, P. Williams. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of good that's going on with this team right now. Man, I just, I cannot get over them (laughs) getting DeRozan. That is crazy. Yeah. That we sent them that and. Al Farouk Amino. So we were able to dump Amino in this deal as well. So who do the Bulls not have on the roster that are actually <laughs> capable of contributing? Um nobody <laughs> at this point. Yeah, like everybody that they have on the roster who like we've talked about so far is like a capable person like who you could be like, okay, I can rest so-and-so for a, a good amount. And we're, there's still not going to be that much of a drop off. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, we still haven't talked about Alex Caruso, who we signed in free agency. He's a great defender. Probably was one, the best uh, point of attack defender in the league last year. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is, like, I think that you look at that, and I, I every single time I watched Caruso and the Lakers on TV, um, I did notice that, but I, I wondered how much of that was actually attributed to having a LeBron and AD on the team, like his defensive prowess. Now, the thing is, like, LeBron isn't anywhere near the defensive player that he once was and AD as much as, you know, as much of a talent as he is just had, he really wasn't, you know, very healthy the past year, but you, you still saw uh, Caruso being able to have a pretty solid numbers when you, you look at his defensive stats. So it's not something like, okay, well, none of his ability is going to translate over. Um, and the thing that you can't take away from Caruso is he won a championship. 
He knows yep. what it's like to play in pressure situations. So, yep. Um, mm-hmm. Decent. Yeah. Shot forty percent from three. I mean, it wasn't high volume, but you know he can be trusted to knock down open three. See, that's the thing that I hope like this will actually help with this Bulls team. They don't have to be um, a high volume three point shooting team. Uh, when you have guys like Levine um, with DeRozan and what I and with Vooch, but also with what I suspect uh, P. Will is going to add to this team too, guys being able to get to the rim or score in the paint is something that I feel like is very much undervalued in the um, NBA. And it only becomes like a big value when you actually get into the playoffs. Which is the funny thing because, like, all year long, all you hear about are guys like, oh, which team has shot that many three-pointers? I think that that's something that you're seeing with this Olympic team. When they focus on being able to get to the basket um, and, and score in the paint, they do a lot better than when they're just throwing up three-point shots all over the place. But I don't think that with any of you got these guys, you're going to have to need a lot of volume from three-point shooting because – a lot of these guys are capable of of um, creating some offense on their own and, and getting into the paint. So this is this is going to be very exciting for this Bulls, like the growth of this team. I don't know how you can look at this team and say, well, this is the same team that or the same like front office that the Bulls have had in the past. Like this is a tremendous amount of talent that is being infused into this team in a in a very short time. Uh, so, you know, I, I see a lot of good things happening by by this um, this year with the players that they were able to bring in. <laughs> I, I said it all along, an AK we trust. <laughs> yeah, we Vucevic, We got rid of Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. Oh, that's what I forgot to also throw. We got rid of Carter. We got rid of those two. Um, Orlando, who just gave Wendell a pretty big amount of money. Did they? Uh, I thought it was still up in the air with them like offering him. Oh, I guess they had to because they brought him over. They they, they paid him. I think he got about $73 million. And see, that's a lot to invest in a guy who, like, I'm thinking, like, when he got over there, like, was he that big of an improvement? Like, is he going to turn into Tavooch? Like, a capable low-post player who's actually going to be on the court because, you know, we all know about Carter's issues about being able to stay healthy throughout a year. Right. Man. (laughs) This is just crazy. (laughs) I can't believe it. We I turned, just I cannot believe it. <laughs> we turned um, Garrett Temple and Sadoransky into Lonzo Ball. We just turned Thad Young and Al Farouk Aminu, who wasn't going to do anything for us anyway, into DeMar DeRozan. And I don't even know how that's possible because, like, Al Farouk, didn't he have a knee issue? Yeah. So he missed the entire year. 
Yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. How much did they sign DeRozan for? Um, it's I believe I saw it three years, eighty-five mil. And that's big time because I believe like the Heat were very much interested in in getting their hands on him. Yep, three years, eighty-five mil. Uh, the Heat spend up all their money; they can offer him anything. I think the most that they could offer him was around five million, a little over five. So I'm looking at this this like roster, and I'm thinking, okay, we don't know, you know, with the Philadelphia situation, if they they still have a pretty good roster. We know that the Nets have a pretty good roster. Um, the Heat with 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 signing <laughs> with signing a couple of guys that they have are able to like put a lot of pressure on teams before they actually get to the basket. If you get to the basket on the Heat, like they don't really have a lot of shot. Like, if, uh, if the Heat are healthy, is kind of the main thing with them. Yeah. So I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, okay, how many teams in the East are better than what the Bulls have on paper? Uh, not many. <laughs> and, um, Sixers just signed your boy Drummond. Who? The Sixers. They signed Andre Drummond. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought that he would be somebody that would have been good for the Heat to have. I think they spent all their money on uh, Jimmy's extension, bringing in Lowry, and then they gave an extension to Duncan Robinson, which was the highest um, extension I think, for undrafted player in history. Man, I can't believe I was so wrong on what Drummond would, was actually able, capable of adding to a team. Like, I have never been that wrong. Um <laughs> Especially with the Bulls and being able to bring in Booch. Like, that was, like, again, I was looking at them like, well, who could they bring in realistically? Not thinking that someone like like the Magic would actually give up a player of Vooch's caliber to take a gamble on Wendell Carter Jr., who is also undersized. Um, yeah, but I'm happy. <laughs> I, I'm shocked and I'm happy. It might not sound like I'm like ecstatic, but like I'm just shocked. <laughs> like the Bulls actually have a roster that you're like, okay, I can look at teams on 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 the other side and I can say the Bulls have a roster that's better than them. Even when you're thinking about Boston, Boston was in the playoffs. Who's their starting point guard? Boston. Um. It was like, Kemba Walker, and then it wasn't was Marcus Smart. Yeah, I, so I think that Marcus Smart is their starting point guard, and he had a, a falling out with uh, their head coach before he moved up into the front office. I but my main so. point is, like, well, like, is Boston a team that you think is going to be better than the Bulls this year? No. Just Jalen Brown and, and Tatum? 
Yeah, Jalen Brown and Tatum. I don't think so. Man. <laughs> and then I'm looking at Atlanta. Um, of course, you have to account for Trey Young, but is that roster better than what the Bulls have? No. <laughs> yeah. If they're even able to bring back all of their guys. Yeah, I, I think um, John Collins is still kind of in limbo right now. Trying to think of who else is in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm floored. I'm ready for them to start the season right now. Wow. The Bulls are roughly 19.5 million below the tax, 26 million below the hard cap with six open roster spots. Still? Yeah, we still have six spots. Good grief. And the bird rights, of course, to Laurie Market. That is crazy. That is definitely some craziness right there. Because, and along with getting rid of these players that we named that we've gotten rid of, Denzel Valentine's contract is over. Ryan Archigiacono's contract is over. And for the love of God, Cristiano Felicio's contract is done. (laughs) And he can go back to Brazil. That's the thing. I, I don't think that people really and truly understand how bad this front office or the previous front office has been. Like, not only were guys like that on this roster, but at some point you were like thinking that they were your future or they were key guys that you were relying on to fill spots. Like, imagine that. <laughs> throwing stuff at the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's how we ended up with Jim Boylan as a head coach. Yeah. Like Chris Dunn was supposed to be our, fu- our, our, our future point guard. And we got fortunate with, like, because the main people were thinking, okay, that number seven pick that they got that they turned into a marketing, oh, that's going to be, like, the main guy. Like, they got Zach Levine, but he was almost like an afterthought. Yeah, he was an afterthought. He was out to the torn ACL. People, I guess, were, had a Derrick Rose ACL injury fresh in their minds, so that they weren't expecting much from Zach. But Zach came back better than when he before he tore his ACL. Jeez, and Twitter is going to be blowing up right now. <laughs> Man, that is crazy. And the thing is, like, they got guys, they brought in guys, and none of these guys are, like, that big of a question mark. Like, you know DeRozan is going to come in and do his thing. You know that, you know, Lonzo is at least, like, a starting caliber point guard. Um, Caruso. You know, he, he shot the, the ball well throughout his career in, in the Lakers uniform. 
Vooch, mm-hmm. like all of these guys that they brought in are, are, are pretty much, you know, they're staple that you can count on them to be staples of your offense or staples of your team, period. Yeah, and that just off our defense got in better. Yes. Especially for last year. Uh, like I said, Zach has improved on defense himself. He, like you said, he's been locking down people in the Olympics. But now he's got Lonzo Ball, who's a, what, 6'6 six, six point guard, who can defend in the backcourt with him. And, you know, same if Lonzo's out and you got Caruso and Zach. Caruso can pick up the defensive slack, or he can pick it up alongside Kobe White, who can go out and just score. Yeah, I don't see scoring being an option, like a a problem on this team. And I see, like, now, like, Donovan will be able to mix and match however he sees fit. Right. It's it's, it's, it's amazing. It's not even, like, that he – that like they added guys who are great on offense. You had like actual two-way player talent on this team. It's just so crazy. You got like we Lonzo. were Chandler Hutchinson. Oh man, <laughs> one man's trash. <laughs> Chandler Hutchinson. Oh, man, this is just so crazy. You got Lonzo initiating the offense. Zach, who can score from anywhere on the court. Uh, Damar and P. Will, whose mid-range games are incredible. And then you got Vucevic down low in the post. Yeah. You can also pop out and shoot three. Like, for real, like, last year... I was just honestly happy about them getting um, P. Will. Because I was like, the dude took like, what, seven shots a game? And he averaged nine points. And he shot like 48, 49% from the field. And shot fairly well from three-pointer. I was just happy with that. Like, okay, we have a guy that we can build on. You know, hopefully he'll, he'll continue to grow. And we'll just see how far, you know, his star goes. But when you add in all of these other players, like I don't know how you can't. If you're if you're a Bulls fan and this doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. Oh, now man. I need to find out some people who have like, like, man, getting tickets for a game like <laughs> when they come to my area is going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have to hit up Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is crazy. This is crazy. And it the thing that I am like happy about is like you don't see them giving up like just stupid money. Like I don't know how or why Duncan Robinson is getting 95 million from the Heat. <laughs> Um, I looked at Luke Kennard last year, who got a ridiculous amount of money from the Clippers. I don't see that on this team. Like all of the guys that are there, I mean, there might be a question mark as to what, you know, the full value that Lonzo has. But like just in general, you're getting the, the best available point guard that was out there. 
Right. So, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> oh, man, somebody just tweeted, we've come a long way, boys. And it showed the image of tonight's starting lineup, which was Cameron Payne, Justin Holliday, <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Valentine, Paul Zipster, and Felicio. <laughs> The dark days are over. Okay, granted, Cameron Payne actually did turn himself into like a viable NBA player. Gotta give him that. Although that had nothing to do with being on the Bulls because he was terrible. Yeah, he was a tank commander here. Yes. <laughs> he he was a viable backup behind Chris Paul and this and the Chris Paul effect. You'll really know, like, if these guys that we had on this team have any value by the next contract that they sign. Like, I'm looking at Orlando. They had to, like, get, like, take a chance on Wendell Carter because they gave up so much, like, to get him, pretty much. Like, you're getting away, like, giving away an all star caliber center and taking a chance on this guy. And who's their next center that they have? Like, Mo Bamba. So. <laughs> They had to give the money to somebody, but it'll be interesting to see like what a Felicio gets in return for a contract. If he ever gets a contract again, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Valentine would get on the open market. If he gets anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sure somebody will get something. But man, this is this is lights out right here. Do we still have that trade exception? I think we're still we're we're working that sign and trade with um, Daniel Tice to Houston, which gives us like a nine point four million trade exception. Really? That's, yeah, and I still think we also have the mid league exception. So it's like they're not done. No, they're not done. That's why I'm I'm not sure we keep Laurie. He might be flipped into something else. But they're not done. <laughs> Man, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm looking on Twitter. Everybody's talking about the Bulls. <laughs> this is just so crazy because we had to deal with Garpax for so long. You know, they would make maybe one move in free agency and that would be it. Yes. Like uh the bull sign Richard Hamilton. That's it. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. <laughs> I thought for sure like we'd be like you know if this was like the last uh regime like They'd be bringing in, like, bringing back, like, a player like Tony Snell. <laughs> that That's it, guys. The Bulls have reached a four-year, $56 million agreement <laughs> with Tony <laughs> Snell. <laughs> oh, man. Like, this is actual stuff that's stealing headlines from, like, major teams. I think this just trumped um, Carmelo signing with the Lakers earlier. 
Could they get any older? No, they couldn't. <laughs> What's the average age of their roster? Like 39? Oh, so somebody said that the Lakers are the retirement home of the NBA. <laughs> oh, man. Over under the number of games that that team is going to win next year if they stay healthy. Maybe 40, 45-ish. Yeah. Um, that that roster that they put together is a sad way for uh, – for Le- LeBron to end his years, <laughs> like the, they have talent, it's just that I don't think it fits. I, I don't think Westbrook fits with them at all. Yeah. Oh, now I'm seeing uh, somebody say, "Can we go five to ten minutes without someone sending a tweet referring to Gar Pax?" <laughs> we drafted Dang, Noah, Rose, Taj, Butler, and acquired Zach. Let's stop acting like it was a Kings level disaster. I don't know if they've been watching the games. I, because I don't think it was have. a Kings level disaster. <laughs> uh, gosh. That's the thing. We weren't even a laughing stock. We were like, there was no thought. It's like when the Bulls, like, what did they lose by 56 or something like that? And it was like, ah, oh, that's just the Bulls. Oh. <laughs> the Bulls are back. <laughs> yeah, I think we could we could wrap it up with that. Just they're back. They're pretty much just back. Oh man, I, I can never wait. It's and we got the summer league, so we get to see Ao and and an improved P will. Yep, uh, Samanovic as well. Is he going to be playing in the summer league? Yep. Okay. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, and you know we're we're forgetting about you know one of the most underrated players. We've got Troy Bound Jr. still on our uh, bench. Oh, we do? Yeah, Troy Brown Jr. is still a bull. He's he's on our bench. I like that guy's game. It's an underrated guy off the bench. Man. <laughs> I just I cannot believe this. Like the drop off <laughs> in talent once like Zach leaves the court. Like Zach has a squad. And his we're not <laughs> Yes, that's the thing. We're not done. This is a, like wow. I know. Um, they say that we are. We've been in contact with Danny Green's reps. Oh, Danny Green trying yeah. to kick the tires, trying to find somebody else to play with. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good addition for them. He provides some defense. Right. Maybe somehow, um, like Laurie might find his way over to Minnesota. I've been hearing a lot of chatter about that. Yeah, they want him. Um, I'm hearing, you know, people just talking like send him, send Laurie for a cover or uh, what's the other guy's name? 
But like, why would the the Bulls do that? Like, I don't understand. Like, what value does Culver have? I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, they figure, hey, we take a chance on them. <laughs> Yeah, this, like the bulls are everywhere. This is amazing. This is just amazing. I can't, I can't take the smile off my face. <laughs> um, no, the name I'm saying that people want us to sign is uh, King Birch. Who? He is a. He's a center. Uh, forget who he played for. I want to say maybe it was the Raptors backup center. Okay. I don't know. Just give us all the good players. <laughs> just, just make that happen, Acme. Just throw in anybody. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they keep Laurie. The Bulls can would be fine if they get rid of him and get somebody else. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> right. Like it doesn't matter. That that's the that's when you know you have a squad where you're not relying on just one person, or if if one guy drops out, it's like you don't have any type of death anywhere else. Like this is this is just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, See, Cubs, I, this is I, how you I do know. it. <laughs> All I know is we do need a um, backup center at this point. Yes, we do. But no, I'm, I'm sure AK will find somebody to fill that role. Um, wow. That, that's Because if we keep Laurie, you know, the second unit is Caruso, Kobe, uh, Troy Brown Jr., Laurie, and whoever we have to play backup center. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and that is a bench. <laughs> that would be the best bench this team has had, like, ever. <laughs> Did you mention AO, too? No, I didn't even mention him. Like, there's so many different positives for, the, like, either you can have Ayo come in and play and get some experience with Kobe out, or when if Kobe gets fully healthy, like, he gets to actually use this as, like, a redshirt year. Like, it's... Same with Simonovich. Yeah. He like, could, it, it, it could be a redshirt year. It's not bad either way. Like, does it matter who they, like... Is Serge Ibaka looking for a contract? <laughs> uh, I want to say Serge got a contract. I think I oh, saw okay. some sign yesterday to go back to Brooklyn, I think. Brooklyn or L.A.? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, L.A. Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, man, unfortunately, my... my uh. Computer is about to die, and I don't uh, have my cord. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess we're going to wrap this up. Uh, 
We back, Bulls Nation. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I don't. I don't know. This is one of those times where you, you like you. You're, I'm speechless because I don't want to like. I don't want to say anything, and then something bad happens. Let's just keep building. How about that? Just and keep building. Keep building. We will, because they're still not done. <laughs> Man, this is not that prepare for the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Isn't there a Zeller Zeller that we can sign? Zeller signed yesterday. Doesn't he have a brother? I'm not sure. It seems like there are more like Zellers in the league than I I probably, probably care to know. Oh, man. We definitely need a new model for this year because <laughs> the best has happened. The worst is over. <laughs> and with the money, like, who can't the bull? Let's play another game, like, when we get back on. Who can't the bull sign? Um, Apparently anybody that AK wants to sign, he's going <laughs> to find a way. <laughs> Oh man, it, life is so much better when you have competent people in charge. <laughs> Let's just say that a thousand percent. Yeah. Are you just you want to uh, <laughs> tell them where they could follow you at? Oh, at uh, he said what sports? And you can get me on Twitter at Young Jordan. Uh, you can like the podcast Twitter at Bull Nothing and uh, we are sure to be back with some more exciting news because like we said the bulls still aren't done and just look forward to this season bulls new roster until next time go bulls <laughs>